It's no surprise that updating the electricity grid today will make for a better tomorrow. Increased self-sufficiency is just one of the benefits. The Great Grid upgrade will also boost the economy and create new green jobs. And best of all, you can continue doing the things you love, like watching the latest epic nature documentary or listening to this podcast while caring for the planet too. Find out more at nationalgrid.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It takes a lot of hard work to make it look easy. This Mother's Day, Duluth Trading Co. can help you give her something that keeps up. Whether you prefer to shop online or in-store, Duluth has a motherload of gear, goods, and gifts to keep her comfortable and capable, no matter what needs doing. With Duluth's problem-solving details and legendary durability to boot, you'll finally be mom's favorite again. Check out DuluthTrading.com for all your Mother's Day gifting needs. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the podcast. And in this week's episode, we're heading to the mysterious hills of Shropshire. But we're not in search of ancient hill forts or haunted ruins for once. Instead, podcast regular Annabelle Ross is on a quest with musician Tiny Leaves, a.k.a. Joel Pike, to capture the songs of trees and other plants. It's an extraordinary adventure. So welcome. My name's Fergus, I'm your host, and I'll be chatting with Annabelle back in the podcast studio. But for now, let's head out. Um, Joel. <laughs> nice to meet you. Thank you, you too. for today. Um, Joel Pike or Tiny Leaves? That's right. Is this? Can you explain that to us a bit, please? Well, I, I come from a background of bands, rock bands and such. We always had stage names, so I thought I'd carry on with the same idea. And Tiny Leaves was um, was the name that I picked out of a hat. Okay, it's your band. It's your single band name. <laughs> yes, my stage name, my moniker. But I, we don't call you Tiny. <laughs> no, because yeah. in truth I am small, but that would just be cruel. No, not as small as me, I can assure you. Um, so we're here at the um, National Trust. In Cardinal Mill Valley, yeah. Cardinal Mill Valley, um, which is where you were artist in residence for a year. What, I, um, <laughs> what does it actually mean, artist in residence for National Trust? Well, yeah, so we're stood at the moment just opposite the main pavilion, which is in, in the Cardinal Mill Valley National Trust um, area here and um, what I did was I contacted the National Trust to see if I could use a room or something a few years ago this was now to um, store some of my musical equipment so I could go into the landscape and come straight back to compose music 
which is like an artisan residence, but it hasn't been done here really yet, so it was kind of new ground. But fortunately, the National Trust had, or maybe not fortunately, but they closed their shop, so there was a vacant space just here in the window opposite me. And um, I moved you know, my piano, computer, and, and instruments from my home studio into, into the pavilion here, so I could make kind of immediate responses to the things that I felt and heard and recorded in the surrounding landscape. So residency literally means coming to stay basically yeah, for yeah. for a short while yeah. whilst you're recording. So you'd go out into the into the valley and come back whilst it's still fresh in your mind. But you were recording the sounds of the valley as well, weren't you? In fact, there is a bit with what is that the trickling water or did you yeah. <laughs> that we're passing now, I heard on one of them. That's right, you would have yeah, so I this is usually very noisy. Fortunately we're we're here quite early. Um, but yeah, you still have to the beautiful sounds of nature surrounding you the bird song and the streams and that makes for quite an interesting kind of contrast i think so i left my microphone outside and left it switched on pretty much by accident and then as i began to listen i started to get a kind of feel for the narrative of what a song might be here uh, do you have some kind of background in the natural world or family connections I and mean, what made you want to combine your composing with the sounds of nature uh, it's a really good question, that, because I think it kind of happened gradually. So I, I, I'm, I'm from Shropshire, but I lived um, near London uh, in Surrey um, for, for a decade. Uh, life brought us down that way. But there was always this kind of um, incompleteness or sort of longing. And I was in bands down there, and then I began to kind of form this kind of solo career as Tiny Leaves. And a lot of the music I was writing was kind of references to landscape and as we would come back every now and then I sort of began to realize that we kind of missed certainly I missed the um the familiarity of the ridges and landscapes and contours around here does that make sense so so I wrote albums that are kind of about that sense of belonging so there's my third album was called notes on belonging and that was a reference to belonging to a place inspired by this Welsh word kinevin which is a beautiful word and I don't think we have an equivalent in English we're just going to go over here, over this bridge. Um, and then, uh, as I'm sure everyone can relate to, during the COVID lockdown period, the sound changed dramatically outside, didn't it? And where we lived, it was just like nature was suddenly amplified as roads grew quiet. And that really drew me in, I think, at that point, to, to begin to... It really got our attention, didn't it, nature, yeah. at that point? Sort of all the birds were saying, hello, here we are. I mean, it's a really difficult time, wasn't it? But there was also something, like, magnificent about that spring, that first spring. And, um, yeah, even where I live, which is a few miles from here, in, in our garden it was just buzzing, and I really noticed it, and I actually wrote an EP at the time where I um, was kind of about spring and the unfolding of things and the bees and the plants. And, coming to life at that time and then the album kind of sprung from that really and I thought I really want to get into the landscape which I feel like I belong to and use it as the composer as it were you know and try and harvest the sounds and try and explore what it is to represent the place in music you know the feeling of the place but also the kind of sonic palette and the machinery Cutting the bracken. Yeah, so this is, I oh, think, so a fire a break, constant, isn't it? A constant battle bracken, isn't it? Yeah, they do create fire breaks, don't they? Across. So the new album is called 
the long mind. Just mind. Ni- yeah. ni- I was going to say it's nickname, but it's a- it's just called mind. Mind. Let's say M Y N D. And what does the long mind mean or represent the, 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 the expression or the words? What does it actually mean? Long mountain, I think. Mind comes from the old Welsh. A um, couple more Y's and N's in there, or a couple more Y's and D's, yeah. I think. But just M Y N D. Yeah, long mountain. So pretty straightforward, but. Well, long as opposed to tall. Long, yeah. Now, I think it's seven miles long and three miles wide, but it sits within um, the outstanding area of natural beauty, which is designated to these Shropshire Hills. Uh, it's kind of in the heart of it, really. And um, it's quite an interesting plateau. We're just going to wander over this bridge here. And now we're, we're going to go up this path up here to um, look at the biodata kit. But so, so we've arrived at... Um we're standing under this beautiful happy beech tree um what's the what's the importance of this tree joel well in this space i mean it was a tip-off from the national trust staff here actually who um who are really helpful in it's such a vast area so it's 54 square kilometers just along wind alone and that's within a much larger area of, of hills so the options of where to go are bottomless really um, but talking to them, they said there's a quiet path, which I wanted to kind of retreat away from um, people just to focus on recording. Uh, often I find that when I brought recording apparatus to a, to a path or, or note making, people would come over and rightly ask what are you doing and stuff, and then you'd have to kind of start again. So I, um, I looked for a, a more private space, uh, or, or actually asked them where I could go, and they said, oh, just behind, not very far from here, there's a path that leads you that no one goes on, that is still a path. Um, and then you've got kind of the options of trees and, and you can ascend up onto the long mind. So that's why we're here. And fortunately, that bracken cutting machine stopped. So <laughs> we can really hear the valley in all of its glory. So we're going, are we going to ascend the long mind after We this? will. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. So we're at, currently at the bottom of Devil's Mouth Hollow. And the reason we're here is because uh, there are many more trees and that allows for us to um, or for me to explore biodata um, and, and kind of use my kit to try and harvest sounds from the trees. And what made you think of the idea of recording plants? So it's something that's been around for a while now, and in my, my research um, about kind of uh, music um, sort of rooted in nature and in the landscape, it came up quite quite quickly and readily, really, and I found artists like Milice, um, that's M-I-L-C-E-E, I think, um, using biodata kits and other people um, in their kind of music or sound generation and I thought yeah that's something I really want to do because for me the album was really about trying to authentically represent the place so actually using what's here already to generate the music or to inspire composition afterwards rather than kind of writing the other way around which is what I usually do um, about how I feel about a place or something and then um, putting that into music so this way around the, the kind of the lead composers were the trees and the streams and the recordings so you so you so you started by doing the recordings out here and then you went back to your studio um in residence at the pavilion yeah um wait, but, but could you give me an idea of what instruments you were going back you did mention them earlier but what instruments you were going back yeah, to? yeah so office? i mean really i come from from uh, from bands so even the word composer seems a bit high and fleeting but i mean <laughs> multi-instrumentalist isn't yeah um it just for me that means that i play a lot of instruments but I'm probably self-taught on almost all of them so i just approach them and noodle about and that will be on the piano um i love playing with guitar and effects um 
and uh, and then kind of more percussive instruments, tuned percussion such as xylophones and glockenspiels, um, zither and and other things. Zither. Zither. Yeah, it's kind of like a lap harp type instrument, um, and yeah, and kind I, of I'm more interested in like more basic analog stuff. So technology, I'm not that worried about, but kind of. If I can press it and twiddle this knob and pluck this string, then <laughs> it's much more fun for me. <laughs> so throughout the Mint album, we will hear all of these different instruments, plus what's going on out here, which you're yeah. about to show me and we're yes. going to hear. Are we going to be able to hear on my microphone? Yeah. The sa- yes. Yeah, I'm sure it'll work. It may take a while to put it all together, but we okay. will. Um, so we'll try the oak tree just down here. It's a splendid oak just beneath us. And um, we'll, we'll, we'll put some the buy kit together and then we'll see what, what we'll we can find. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, so shall we, shall we pause again whilst yeah. you set up? Because yeah. um, I don't want to be asking you lots of questions when you're setting up your kit. Yeah, that's probably a good idea just f- to start with, but feel free to turn it on. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so this setup, what... what <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is... I mean, uh, you, you did explain that you, you, you know, you're quite old school, Joel. But that's <laughs> I have I didn't even know you could still get those. Is that have you owned that for years? Well, I wish I you... had, but um, no, I, I rebought this. So I think this was probably made before I was born. <laughs> but yeah, it probably is a cassette player. So late seventies uh, Panasonic cassette player. Uh, um, the reason I brought this is because whilst I was doing the biodata kit, I was also I wanted to bring kind of tape cassette recorders to record the sound in the valley mindful that they kind of hiss and kind of um analog imperfections would add to the sounds around here you know um rather than the kind of beautiful crisp modern um microphone offerings that that i could have gone for um so and that became a really key component for some of the tracks so i thought i'd bring that along as well so we might be able to play have you got it with i have got it with oh, me oh i see so we can record some of that so that's that now when we got... ascend the valley and sit on the top i'll um, show you the recording the original recording and on that tape which i made so now i'm just going to set up the biodata kit which most importantly is battery operated so it can be taken anywhere quite possible and very basic oh it's brilliant that that looks like a tens machine that people you know yeah that's right that i'm hoping to get for my back (laughs) (laughs) so yeah the electrodes is an interesting one because that i think these are quite invasive and i suppose the plants i'm looking for are quite small um so i decided to to seek out different electrodes and i'm still on that journey to try and find if i can Okay, so you're not going to attach those sticky... um, No. You're just attaching clips. I don't want to rip the leaves, really. Um, I I found them when I started using them, they were quite... So what's this... What's this... um... Well, essentially it's a tiny piano, really. Um, Or it's a a synthesizer called Volker FM, which, as you can see, these correspond to the piano notes and then banks of lots of sounds. So it's just an... uh, the role of this is to um, trigger notes from from the leaves. So here we go. We've got <laughs> this is extraordinary. Ah, this is for the speaker because you want to be able to hear it. So let's see. I think I've got my operation. Yay! That's on. What you need to look at is the lights on this circuit on the biodata kit. Oh. So there's a program chip which enables the information which basically the electrodes 
are detecting micro fluctuations across the leaf. So small kind of changes in conductivity. So what we're going to do, that sounds really... Complicated. Yeah, yeah it I'll does. I've obviously read there. that somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I just went but, silent and didn't know what to ask at that point. But they, they're kind of basically, they're picking up changes in the leaf. And that information then is able to be translated to uh, through the chip to MIDI, which will trigger notes. So presumably that at different times of year, there's very different sounds. Yeah, so and now they're going into autumn, the trees are going into autumn, they're thinking, like, I'm just going to slow down a bit now. Yeah. It's not like spring where they're like, ah! Oh, that's the Brecon machine. Yeah, come back. Don't know if you can hear that. I can definitely hear that. That's the oak tree. Yeah. Like that took me completely by surprise, John. <laughs> and me. Um, <laughs> you're not used to it either. Well, uh, it's just that it seems different, the results. Every time? Yeah. Um, see, that's why I'm wondering, do you think it's connected to the seasons? I don't know. Um, no, I, we're not, I think, we're, we're I think not, probably really even, people. even yeah, I think we're not. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely not an expert in that sense. And um, <laughs> let's get something louder. So we can, uh, that's more familiar. Brilliant. There was a little dum dum dum. Yeah, that's to do with this. So I think probably that's. When you first heard this, it must have absolutely blown your mind. Yeah, of course it is. It was in. Because I guess I'm not really um, the glass is half empty, but I kind of thought, well, is, is it going to work? You know, and I was I was using even the larger electrodes, so I I, I just didn't know, and um, and yeah, I was my mind was blown. That I, that actually was very different from the first time I recorded it, um, which is really exciting. The difference in the space of the notes um, and how they how they're kind of coming out. I wonder if we try the beech tree just oh, over the way. Thank you so much for that. I can't really. I feel <laughs> quite. It's quite alien. It's yeah. kind of amazing, and um, I feel really moved. I'm I'm never going to look at a tree the same way again. No. And yeah, please can we try the beech tree? I can't. I'm we not can. going to stop now. What about the bracken? I mean, the bracken. <laughs> when I recorded, so so when I recorded the oak tree uh, and um, some other trees around here, and the bracken the beach and I think a silver birch just behind me mm. down the valley and mm. a hazel all of the leaves actually responded completely differently and bearing in mind we're going back four months from where we are now so it was quite warm um, no rain so I don't know about those differences but what I was most surprised at then was that the oak tree had this really steady pulse doom, 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 pulse and so when I put it onto bracken it was completely sporadic and crazy and it kind of like made sense right and and then I tested I even tested younger oak leaves against larger oak leaves and 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 the responses were ever so slightly different then so you know what would you imagine the younger leaf to be 
um, the ugly if I imagine being a lot quicker yeah yeah exactly yeah. so, so, like, so I, I, read, I read recently that actually this midi sprout um, kit here this biodata kit that the actual the higher the notes detects a, a faster conductivity in the leaves so there's more going on rather than the what I thought was the space of the notes between um, being being how, how much is going on so actually that that would say that what we've just heard there's a lot going on Yes, Just a lot going. Okay, but I'm, I'm so I'm gonna. I might embarrass myself with my naivety of, of trees, the biology mm. of trees. But um, is it, you know, is it messaging, or is it that they're just. Um, you know, taking in water, yeah. or is it's more about they're just taking in nutrients and water, and it's all yeah. sort of photosynthesis. That's, that's it. It's the fluctuations in the leaf. Yeah, absolutely. So we are we are actually involving human. Um, kind of vehicles to generate sound right so the tr what we're doing is we're, we're taking that that data that's in the leaf and that conductivity and that's triggering notes it's random which is what i think is the beautiful thing so we haven't dictated the order that the notes come in um and and, and indeed how they and the length of them and, and such so those parameters i've kept very simple so what all the variety and the speed that's really what's coming from the tree itself but the actual sound and the song comes from the program chip which goes into the synthesizer right okay yeah, but yeah. That, and they're not reacting to the fact that something's been something heavy has been been clipped onto them. no and it's these not, are actually really bad. soft they're the softest um, electrodes right. that I could find so they're, they're not yeah then no. no we're going to move um, up to the, to the beach. beach tree which is pleasant because we're undercover now yeah but I mean it's as far as a composing point of view, it just provided me with a wonderful starting point. Um, and then as you were saying how moving it was, I think that really helps and that's in the, in the track um, Song of the Trees on the album, CMV2, um, I put strings after I got all the bio data and I listened to it, I thought, oh, really, I need some emotive strings to be in the background here because it felt that's how it felt to me, you know. It felt like that. Yeah, I was just going to um, I was going to ask you about some of the uh, tracks because there's one. I think it's hot. Some leaves are harder to to get a sound from. Yeah, uh, just be, perhaps because of the, their veins, you know, and how uh, really, I've, if you watch people doing this, you see them doing it with massive house plants. So yeah. I've not seen anyone do it out yeah. in the wild oh. before. I mean, there, there must be people who are, but and or people set up tents like, and they have lots of plants which are quite like jungle-like, broadly, <laughs> you know, broadly broad broad and you know, and, no, and also have a lot different. going on. This is like British kind of, <gasps> you know. I'd quite like to get through to the silver birch at some point as well. If that, oh, if you're yeah. happy with that. Yeah. One of the tracks is called. Um, is it called Run? Running Messenger or run Runner Messenger? Runner, Runner Messenger 2. So I can hear a curlew. Yeah. But at the beginning, is that a curlew or is that a different wading bird? And where was that? Because we're not in curlew land, no. are we? No, so they, um, those were very kindly um, given um, by a sound recordist um, through Mary Colwell, who's the uh, curlew yeah, yeah. Um, champion. Curlew action. That's curlew. it, curlew action. And um, I contacted Mary um, because on the website, on the curlew action website there were sound bites um, of curlews and the story here in Shropshire is that um, we've had uh, not far from here so in the in the Shropshire NOB um, they, they used to be something in the region of 28 pairs of curlew and I think 
when I was doing my project here, they knew of one pair only. And, and then I, I learned, I, I didn't know much about this bird. Um, I didn't even know it's bird song, which maybe says something itself about um, how well the bird is doing. Yeah. Um, and, and I interviewed the countryside manager here, Peter Carty, and um, of the National Trust, and he told me the story. He said one of the best illustrations of what's happening to wildlife here um, is probably he's just told through the curlew, the story of the curlew. So, and, and I found it very moving. Um, the National Trust here actually call this area, and a lot of the people doing conservation work around here in the charities call this the Ark, um, the long wind in the surrounding hills, because they, <coughs> over time, bird studies have shown that things are retreating to here because it's. Um, I guess more unspoiled, less built on. It's and safe. It's perhaps safer, yeah. Although there are more visitors, aren't there? There's more of us around, so there are... <coughs> but it's protected from... Well, I mean, farming is a bit of a problem with curlews, isn't it? And well, yeah. Um, we're learning a lot, aren't we, about... Although sheep like to eat curlew eggs. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and, and walkers with dogs, I suppose. And, yeah. and there, there are all sorts. They're very vulnerable, aren't they? They're, yeah. they're nesting, yeah. open-ground nesting. But the... Um, it's just a really moving story and so I think with Runner Messenger that caught my attention and, and I really, so I didn't want to make the album something that was a kind of um, climate change, you know, um, hammer, if you know what I mean. Um, but we can't escape the fact that things are changing and, and I think that the, just the bird song, the, s the sound of the Curlew's bird song sounded alarming in itself and like a cry you know for help so I, that's what that track's about um, and the story um, it was actually featured on the RSPB uh, Semidim album is yeah. the one that's on the RSPB album yeah and then I repurposed yeah. it for this album so okay. it, ha it had extra elements sort of added to it to tie yeah. into the rest of the pieces sorry what's the name of the RSPB album again? Simidim Simidim Curly Songs yeah yes. or Curly Sounds sorry curly sounds. <laughs> I just checked my Simidim, notes Curly Sounds because yeah. I I met the um, Unthanks, the sisters. Yes, that's right. They're on there. They're on there. Cosmo Sheldrake, uh, Merlin Cosmo Driver. Cosmo Sheldrake, who, Merlin Driver, who yes. Who spearheaded the whole project. Yes. You know, and um, David Gray, of course. Yeah, and it was wonderful. We um, launched the album at Phytology in London, which is this small conservation area um, in, in Bethnal Green. And David was there, Merlin was there, and I was there. And we all performed around his campfire, the songs from the album. And, and it was just really intimate and meaningful. and. And Would it's gone on to do some amazing stuff since then, you know. Would you like to do more of that sort of thing? Love to. Yeah. 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 yeah that really sounds interesting. Yeah. Well, we're, 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 um, <laughs> so there was another one which was. Um, oh, yeah. So I had to look this up. Um, Campanula rotundifolia. Yes. Campanula rotundifolia. And I was going to say. Do you think we might find some of that today? But it's absolutely pouring with rain now. But isn't it nice though? We're sat <laughs> under a beech tree. We're not getting wet, and all we've had is sweat for the last three, four days. It's such a relief to cool down, for the weather to cool down. But it is nice being under the beech tree, sheltering yeah. under the beech tree, and uh, watching the rain come down around us. It's stunning, actually. But yeah. these are well, you can explain what they are: Campanula rotundifolia, if I've said that properly. Yeah. And and um, that's the Latin term for the harebell, mm. which, um, I, again, this is probably another um, sort of emotional response to seeing them on the hills here. And actually, they're from across the valley. So there's hills that I regularly walk in on the Lawley and the Caradoc, just um, opposite here, the Longwinds. Um, and they're, they're kind of beautiful, small bell-like flowers that pop up 
in between the grass and um, they what I, what I most like about them, not only is their colour, you know, quite a refreshing sight in amongst quite a muted palette on, on a lot of these um, grassy hills, but the, the way that they move in the wind and the way they kind of hang on in all weathers, you know, through such a long season. Um, so because they March look so until, fragile, but they're yeah, not really, are absolutely, they? Absolutely, they do. And, um, and I thought, yeah, I, I do want to do some pieces uh, of music on the album that are directly kind of por direct portraits of say a flower or, or any of the flora fauna here and that that kept drawing my eye so um, as I, I purposely went out and walked a few times knowing that I would find or hoping I would find them I should say um, on some of the slopes on Little Caradoc and um, it was a very windy day it, it's always windy <laughs> on these hills but that, that particular day was very windy and just seeing their bell-like heads shake in the wind and turn and twist and sit and uh and i filmed them i thought how am i gonna create a piece of music that kind of celebrates this wonderful little plant and um and i, I filmed them and, I, and then i filmed them quite a few times uh, from different perspectives on different sides of the slopes i found the majority of them actually in exposed places which i found really surprising mm. um, in the most exposed Windy. western sides of the slopes right. you know and um Anyway, so I filmed them and then back in the studio, back at home, this was not, not when I was doing residency here, I was able to kind of generate and watch them and try and create music that emulated that movement on the piano, sort of the swaying and the rocking back and forwards. And it does, it does, it does that. It's really moving, that yeah. one, the, the harebell one. And um, so, and, I, and when I've been listening to your, um, to, to Men, the album, it is like, what you've, well... I'm going to sound really naive. I'm not a music person. No, so, um, me neither. It is, <laughs> it is like um, that nature is singing to us on your album. It is literally like they're singing a song. They're all singing a oh, song. You, you, you've that, given them that opportunity to sing a song to us. It is so beautiful. So, it's really it's <laughs> properly raining now. That's really, really kind. Because that, I suppose the heart of the album was to, to do something where... I, um, where the, the vehicle for creating music, the inspiration for creating music began there, rather than, uh, as I was saying earlier, rather than me sort of trying to put myself in. Yeah, so you've heard it, you've heard, you've sort of listened to what it has to say almost, and then recreated it through your music. That's how I feel, I don't know, but I just find it absolutely stunning. I, I, I really do, I find it very moving. The next project I'm yeah. really, really interested in um, kind of our mosses and peat and things like that. So, yeah, and bryophytes. Um, bryophytes. We we have a wonderful place up in, in the north of the county, um, and I'm just really interested in chucking my things in the water there into the yeah. bog and just yeah. and this kind of. Okay, so there is no going back now. No, it, there's no stopping you. <laughs> I, I read Gathering Moss by Robin Wall Kimra, which is. Uh, uh, a well-known book and, and I just found it amazing and it really opened up the world and there's one particular moment in the book where Robin talks about the discernible sound of the capsules on small moss popping and that you can actually if you listen carefully enough you can hear it and I think for me that I was already immersed in the Min project and I thought there we go that's what I want to do so I want to find a lot of these sounds and things that are less known I suppose less out there and see if I can magnify them in 
in piece so of music. Brilliant. So, if we do, you do live performances of this album. Are you going yeah. on tour? Or, so, or no. So we are doing a few dates. We've just done a play at Camp Festival. Some of the ah, music, and nice. we, we launched the album down in the valley here um, to, a, to a lovely live audience in the pavilion, um, taking the sounds that we've already recorded and, and actually do playing them live uh, and. And playing alongside them with a five-piece. Okay, okay, okay. Um, wh- where else can we can we see you? Where where are you going? Uh, so I've got another show here in Shropshire. Um, there's one in Wiltshire Art Centre, which I think has been postponed now, actually, which is due at the end of November. But that will now be November 2024. Um, and I'm also doing a date in November in. You can look on my website <laughs> on tinyleaves.co.uk of uh, live tour dates. But doing a, sh- a, a date here in Shrewsbury and St Albans. So that you're not, it's not, no, it's not a sort of hectic touring no. uh, thing. So because you, because you're doing another album, aren't you? You're working on another album. Yeah, aren't you? which may take years. So okay. I'm happy to have a hectic tour. <laughs> I mean, it's putting it together, which is the oh secret. well. So we're we're okay. hoping to get more live dates. So, do you think, despite the rain, we could try some try try the biodata machine again? Yes, Bi- biodata, biodata. Yeah, the biodata kit. Biodata so kit. Um, I think. The machine's stopped. I'm going to put my raincoat on because I'm, I'm getting a little bit wet. Yeah, me too. And then, um, so I'm going to pause again for, for a change of clothes. So this is the this is the beach beach tree leaf. Yeah, so we've got the electrodes on the beach, and I'm just going to turn on. You put it on a particular setting on your mini piano. Yeah, on the small FM synth. It's 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 just designating eight or so notes that it can trigger as it detects mm. the kind of fluctuations in the leaf. It's been quiet, How come Could be because everything's getting really wet. <laughs> oh, maybe we need to not we need to cover that up. I think we should try a firm. Uh, uh, Let's do a. Let, yeah, oh, sorry, the, um, and the cassette player whilst we're under the tree. Should we? What is? What's on the cassette player? I can't remember now. This is just. Uh, so I brought the cassette player to have kind of multiple sources of sound to record. The cassette player was really recording the atmosphere here. So I, actually, only a few feet from where we're standing now, I set the cassette player on a rock whilst I came around and did all of this. Rec- and I think. But what was interesting was the kind of bird song and the whistling sound up the hollow, just up from where we are now, was really captured. So that I just like the wind. Yes, yeah, the kind of tape hiss and air movement above the primitive microphone on the tape set recorder. And so that recording it features in the track with the hollow at my feet. Lucky because we're not going to hear any birds today in this <laughs> filthy rain. Um, 
there's a track on the album as well where it sounds like there's a like a wheel turning or something there's like a yes what's what's that that's the start so the cmv tracks um which which really was a portrait of Carling Mill Valley. CMB means Carling Mill Valley. Uh, it was a long track that was around, over 18 minutes or so, and I broke that into four tracks. And the first tune is Lower Valley, which is where we've just walked through past the pavilion. Um, and historically, Carling Mill was a oh. mill. And so I found in, in, in an old sound archive the sound of a Carding Mill, uh, or the nearest thing to one, and that starts off the whole piece. So you hear that kind of sound which would have been heard through the valley it's quite a loud sound with the wool carding the wool and it's quite an amazing sound really quite machine like i suppose yeah, like the creaking you can definitely feel that something's going round yes and i felt like that's kind of like the human connection to the space direct that direct relationship that we have with this place you know um we're not going to be able to go up are we it's a bit it's a it's a bit soaking and the weather's turned yeah but that's okay Oh, we're going to do a fern? We'll do a fern, okay. and then we'll wander back. And will this work? This is quite small. I wonder if it's because it's so wet. But also, um. this is... Ah. Oh, there, okay. <laughs> that isn't the fern, I don't think. Oh, what a great sound is that. Yeah, the fern's getting really cross. <laughs> I think it's because everything's getting so wet now. But we'll, um... Yeah, I think we might have. I'm worried about all our equipment. Your, yeah. your equipment, not my equipment. <sighs> That's okay. I think it'll be okay. Oh, that was so amazing, Joel. Thank you <laughs> so right. much. A memorable um, moment. Really memorable. And the um, Shropshire rain. Well, that seems the perfect time to listen to one of Joel, one of Tiny Leaves, songs from his new album, which is called Mind, as we heard, and this is Song of the Trees.
inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, that's just so beautiful hearing the songs of trees captured in music and he's created a lovely soundscape plus there are sounds of lambs and other wildlife in there so but i'm delighted that annabelle is here joining jack who helps me make the podcast and myself fergus in the podcast studio Uh, i could tell you loved that annabelle that experience yeah, well, yeah, it is It is obvious that I was having a really good time, isn't it? Um, I didn't know what to expect. It was also really lovely to go up to Shropshire, which is somewhere I haven't been probably since I was, I can't remember, if ever. I, it's embarrassing to say I've never been to Shropshire. For those who don't know where Shropshire is, it's on the sort of border between England and Wales. So it's an English county on the northern border between England and Wales, and it's quite hilly, a bit like Wales in many aspects. I mean, I've thought Mind, same as Manneth which is the Welsh for mountain. So Mind, they come from the same stem. Oh, that was new to me. Yeah, that's yeah, like, that. Long, yeah. the Long, long Mind, Mind, the Long yeah. Mountain. Mm. Yeah, it's really sweet. And I just wanted to say, because it was really easy to get there from Bristol. Obviously, not everybody lives in Bristol. <laughs> yeah. But I took the train to Church Stretton, and you can actually walk from the train into Long Mind. Oh, really? Yeah, okay, from the so train station. So it's a tip of the week. Yeah, and the B&B I stayed in, which I... Can't remember the name of. Well, you're probably not allowed to promote it on this. Oh, on but I wanted podcast. to promote one thing in it, so yeah. it's good that I can't remember the name. But when in the room they have tea, coffee, and sherry. Oh, <laughs> Fergus is into that. <laughs> B and B and B, bed, breakfast, and booze. Bread, breakfast, and booze, and I did have a a, a little sherry when little I got tiny there. Sherry. Oh, yeah, little and it was really warmer. warming, and yeah, it was lovely. So um, find the B and B in Church Stretton with the sherry, and you're. If if, if that's what you're into, but they also have tea and coffee. Play some and up. enormous breakfasts. Okay, this is very good. Ginormous. So, sorry, we can't tell you the name of this. <laughs> but, but I just wanted to talk about that because I think Long Mind is an extraordinary place and really worth a visit. So it's it's really easy to get to. It's not like some you know other national trust places where you might have to have your own transport. You do not need your own transport. You could walk there. Okay, that's good to know. Um, from the train station. 
I was just going to ask Jack, bring Jack in briefly about the music of the, unless you want to talk about, you, you, you're a sound en- engineer, you're a musician. Have you ever recorded Sounds of Nature like that? Put electrodes on a leaf? <laughs> I haven't myself. Uh, I've seen seen it done before and I've seen stuff online with it and it's always just fascinated me. But I think it is that sort of next level of, it's the communication of that plant. It's not... It's, it's it not actually the, singing. It, that's what we should say. I mean, that's something we, I wanted to drill down into. But yeah, so go on, go on. Yeah. Oh, well, that's interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right, yeah, hello, because you right. don't know what the oak tree is. He doesn't, does true, he? True, true, true. Um, it's the electronic signals, which is... That's what's been picked up. Yeah, yeah. In the same way as that if it needs to communicate to other plants, it's sending similar signals... But there is a synthesizer, so there is a cheating going on. But at the same time, we don't. To, to, we could just say, well, that's what we hear yeah. from the tree singing. Maybe other trees won't hear that because it's not through a synthesizer. Well, I mean, I guess it's a it's a deeper conversation, isn't it? It's, it's a really great conversation. People listening to us right now are only hearing us because of the microphone. An approximation yeah. of what we actually sound like. Yeah. We sound Ooh. really lovely. <laughs> um, with the electrodes and that they and the connection to a synthesizer, they're picking up different sort of wavelengths or different notes, I suppose. And the synthesizer is only recognizing different... So it's not that artificial. It's just deciding that this particular wavelength or whatever it's picking... Pulse? What what, what did you say, uh, Jack? What's the... the Sending out signals of some description, like electronic pulses. Yeah, I I guess it's the same as for... In the example like a real-life situation, it's the same way as if you're listening to this podcast... It's digital information on your your phone wherever you're listening, and through to your speaker, and your speaker is transforming that back into digital information into a sound wave again, so you can hear it. It's a similar sort of thing. It's just changing one signal into another signal, and for the tree, it's the the signals it's producing into a system that can then produce it as a sound wave. Thanks for clearing that up, yeah, Jack. No, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's all clear now. It's yeah, all... well, I feel, I feel <laughs> like it's like it's, it's just so much going on here, and um, <laughs> I'm not so sure. I, I, I'm pretty sure that's how it's how it works. No, well, sounds it, good well, to me. It was just that it's a really interesting thing, as you say. It could be a really, really much deeper conversation, but is because we don't know what those sounds are made from. It could be um, chemical messages. It could be water. Um, flowing through the flowing plant. through the leaf yeah. it could be it, the, the the leaf is moving into a different season it could, there are so many mm. options of what it could be and i think that's okay because we can interpret in our interpret yeah. it in our own way and i just i think i got sort of quite quite over emotional you know in the in the, in the recording with joel and i just thought these trees are, are talking to us right now they're talking mm. to us right now and it was an extraordinary privilege really to be there and and hear that and even Joel was saying you know as he said you know I, I haven't heard heard it like this before it's different every time so I'd it would be really interesting when we do discover what's a bit more about what is it the change of seasons because would it sound completely different in winter to summer I would have thought it would although in winter there won't be very many leaves to um, attach to but attached to a twig maybe so I, I I think it's 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 really beautiful and it's very um, and there's not disturbing the tree. He's really careful, Joel. Mm, you know, he sounds a very gentle man. I mean, he comes across as just a lovely guy. He he is. He's a he's a really really lovely guy, and um, and that made it even more special because he was very respectful of the trees and with his little um, attachments, crocodile clip, little crocodile clip. But that he said that was much. 
gentler on the leaf than sticking, you know, like the yeah, yeah. tens machine sort of stickers on there. So it was oh my, it was such a special trip. It was really, really special. Yeah. And he's created this album of music, Mind. Uh, I think about 10 or 12 tracks. I can't, I can't quite remember, but I have listened to them all. They are so beautiful and so different, but all of them have some connection to these plant songs. I totally recommend listening to it. You can find loads more about Joel Tiny Leaves on his website, tinyleaves.co.uk. Have a listen. Glorious stuff. Thank you, Annabelle. Lovely to have you here. It's been a while. Thank you. Yes, I know. I've got uh, more episodes coming up with you, in, in, but I'm not going to give too much away at this point. <laughs> Could I just quickly say that Joel is doing a few oh, yes. tours, not very many, a few um, gigs around and about. Live so gigs with... I think they'll be pretty mind-blowing. I'm hoping to get him to Bristol. I'm really excited about it. So he'll also be, uh, that'll also be on his website, tinyleaves.co.uk. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. I called him Tiny. Tiny. <laughs> he said it wasn't very big. <laughs> Great. Well, uh, any Jack, would you head? Are you going to head out and start listening to mushrooms? I know people do sort of listen to the I'm mushroom fun, fungi. For, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I've missed good. all of these really, really classy jokes. <laughs> well, we've got country joke of the week coming up, but before that, that's what you've been up to. I mean, we always have a little segment called sightings and happenings, where we kind of say what we've been doing in the last week since we gathered. Um, obviously, you've been out and about doing fun things. Anything else, Annabelle, that you can report to the listeners and uh, to us? Oh, well, I've been in Orkney. Orkney. Yeah. Great. I've Gosh, been in Orkney. you've properly been away. Yeah. So, so um, we're going to hear more from you in Orkney. You are going to hear hear more from me. Um, so, but uh, but it was um, all about the birds in Orkney. So Great. you know the oyster catchers and the curlews and the and a, and a big a big group of about five hundred curlews together one day which is really good i think i don't know quite where they're going but orkney they have uh apart from all the sightings it's um the windiest place i think i've ever spent (laughs) any time which is really good for um, recording podcasts which is really good for recording podcasts and they have two expressions which i would like to um tell you about one is this is only a two-peg day they'd say on this incredibly two-peg as if you're putting out your washing Mm -hmm. yeah and the other one is what they, the women say there's two hairstyles in Orkney for the women. There's a southwesterly and a northeasterly. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I had all two. I think I had both combined yeah, 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 in yeah, one yeah, day yeah, because I was on a bit of a tour of the, of the mainland. And I think I had it coming from this way and this way. And my hair was sort north. Of like, <laughs> yeah, my hair was bird's nest north. Yeah, but yeah. I'm sure I could live. I mean, I live in Wales and I lived on a hill. And the wind was pretty bad when you get on the top, so pretty much constant. But I don't think I could live in that all the time, just that pressure. It takes a particular person to yeah. live on Orkney, I'd say. And to visit. So well done. Yeah, we look lovely. forward to that. We look forward to your episodes. Yeah, we're, we're, later we're in coming season. up. I'm looking forward More to those. Tales from the Landscape. Jack, any adventures? Have we been locked again? Nothing very exciting. In a dungeon. But I did put my coat on. Oh, well, which I think it, it, it means it got cold. It's got cold. Yeah, yeah, I said cold. in, a, I think it might have even been last week. I said it wasn't that, last week. You said it was so hot. Yeah, when I went, I, went, I popped a stowerhead, and I said the weather was horribly beautiful. I think I said because it was nice, and like I was in t-shirts for a bit. But I was like, it's October. I shouldn't be in a t-shirt. But it suddenly, weirdly, like I think a couple of days ago, just suddenly changed back, and now it's kind of we've gone into chilly chilly time where you don't want to get out in bed in the morning because it's cold it's and really dark. cold there was dark. ice on the car we've dropped like 30 degrees centigrade in the space of a week something ridiculous like that 
It's the wind as well. It's quite windy, yeah, and yeah. that makes it cold. Not nothing like it's not not not, not like, not like it's one peg. It's definitely one peg <laughs> day. <laughs> so um, I've I've had an adventure. I want to tell you about. It's, I will tell you about it fully in a podcast coming up. But I've been out tease. fishing, fishing with Kevin Parr. Um, oh. He came up to visit me in my home in Abergavenny, and flying visit really. But it was lovely. We went out for a day on the Mon, Mon- Breck Canal, which. People locally say, oh, there's no fish in there. There's no fish in there. <laughs> and there's lots of websites saying, very difficult. Anyway, we had a marvellous day, and we were joined by TV presenter, fisherman Will Millard. Uh, he's famous for, well, he's an angler. He's done lots of angling shows, go fishing, and also Hidden Whales, which is great, great show if you can find it on iPlayer. But he just joined us for fishing by a canal he normally catches pike so for him catching these little tiny dace was he, he just catching what? what were you dace, catching little tiny skinny oh. th- they looked like tasty sod, sod, no no we didn't eat any of them we don't you don't eat canal fish <laughs> i got a big perch we saw an otter we saw kingfishers <gasps> um we had an, an amazing adventure so you can listen to that one uh sometime later this that's year. all coming up oh that's but we'll do another that. fishing we missed you all we, we kept saying how much we missed the rest of the podcast team so it's a bit mean wasn't it to go without us well it was all a bit last year, but uh, we will have a team fishing day in spring. I think that's probably it. Or, or Will has invited us pike fishing. So who's up for a day of pike fishing? Yeah, okay. Sounds all right. Everybody's up for yeah. You want to catch a monster <laughs> pike? Yeah. It's yeah, I'd like to come along. I've yeah, never tried good. that. Well, you're all invited, and we'll sort that out before Christmas. Thank you. Did you hear that, Jack? Mm. Yeah, I mean, still knowing my luck, and last time. I ain't catching any pikes. Uh, ah. if, unless pikes are about three centimetres long. Well, they are when they're young. <laughs> well, <laughs> they're going to as long as this table and will catch them that big. Oh, and gosh. I think that will be worth seeing. So anyway, that's our sightings and happenings. Tell us about yours, your adventures in the countryside. We always love to hear what you've been up to, especially if you've recorded something fun, um, which we like to call our sounds of the week from our listeners. So send them to me. And the rest of the team, editor at countryfile.com, and we will play them and read them out. In fact, we've got one here today, which I never would you do the honours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an email from Marcy Price from the United States. Thought you might be interested in this video taken in my backyard in the US, southern Maine, of a sweet little Carolina wren having a chat with a nearby friend in September of this year. Love your podcast. Keep up the good work. Bless you, Marcy. Let's have a listen. That is so adorable. It's not beautiful. How stunning. So that's a, that's a Carolina wren. Carolina wren. No, 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 doesn't sound anything like a English wren. No, no, and I don't know whether it's closely related to our Oh own my God, it's absolutely heartbreakingly beautiful. Lovely little bird. <gasps> it's just sitting on a, on, a, on a fence railing and just hopping along almost as if it's got no legs and just singing... That goes Beautiful. right into your soul. Brilliant. Thank you, Marcy. We have a lovely prize for you. We've got one more book of these to go. So uh, it's very special. It's The Oak Tree by Julia Donaldson, signed when I met her uh, two podcasts ago. And we'll be winging that out to Southern Maine as a thank you. Brilliant. And so anyone else out there who can just send us a lovely email, even better, send a video or a little 
sound clip. And if we love it, if it's the best of the week, you too can have a lovely book from Julia, great children's author. That's pretty much it for today. Jack, any, I know last week's uh, countryside joke went down extremely well. <laughs> I do have one, unless anyone else has got a countryside joke they'd like to share. No? Are you ready for this? I'm not sure if it's anything after last week's. I'd like it to be a regular slot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there are two cows in a field. Two cows in a field staring over the fence. One, look, one says to the other, are you worried about this mad cow disease? And the other one says, no, not at all. I'm a lorry. <laughs> so silence. Yeah, I mean, no, it's, it's a, bit, a bit dated. It's quite good. Yeah, it's a little bit dated with the mad cow disease. Yeah, Maybe okay. that it, it's not very topical. Okay. Um, a bird flew. A bird flew. But then again, yeah. you know, it's not very nice to make jokes no, about. No, no, no. I think it, I think it's so long sick ago. Animals. Now. I'd uh, say your delivery was better than last week, but the joke was just <laughs> not as good. Not quite as good. Okay. Thanks, Thank you for the You're feedback, welcome. everybody. It's yeah. been really good. Uh, if, if anyone else out has a hat. There's nothing I'll, like a bit of honesty from your team. True, true, true. Almost too honest. If anyone else out there has any feedback, even better, if you have a better countryside joke, please send it in and we'll uh, get Jack to read out or even Annabelle. Uh, but I think that's more than enough for this week and uh, <laughs> thank you so much for listening join us again next week for another adventure in the countryside bye bye now <laughs>